The Naval Academy Museum presents a history of the Navy in 100 objects. One of our Facebook listeners commented last week on the many naval connections at the Battle of Tripoli. This week, as we discuss our object, we continue to focus on a broad array of interesting and important connections between many important ships and people in naval history and the conflict with Tripoli. One way that the Navy preserves its heritage and history is through the names of its ships. Ships are named for famous naval leaders, historic battles, and previous ships that distinguish themselves in service and in combat. And occasionally, the Navy also leaves behind memorials and monuments. Our object today is one of the oldest U.S. memorials to those killed in combat, the Tripoli Monument. Jim Cheevers will take us through the intricate details of its design and construction. But first, we will look at the events it commemorates, and specifically, the raid to burn the captured ship USS Philadelphia. This was an action which the British Admiral Horatio Nelson called the most bold and daring act of the age. It was also an instance where some of the most famous and legendary ship names were first brought fame. In October 1803, the USS Philadelphia, under the command of William Bainbridge, arrived off Tripoli, was assigned to the squadron of Commodore Edward Preble, and was ordered to participate in the blockade of Tripoli. Philadelphia sighted an enemy vessel near the shore, and while in pursuit, ran aground on an uncharted reef. Tripolitan coastal gunboats swarmed the grounded Philadelphia, who was unable to return fire due to the angle of her guns. With the crew unable to lighten and free the Philadelphia, and with the ship virtually defenseless, Bainbridge surrendered his ship and crew, and they remained prisoners of war throughout the duration of the First Barbary Conflict. The capture of the Philadelphia posed a serious problem for the Americans. If Philadelphia were to be manned and refitted by the Tripolitans, she would pose a grave threat to the U.S. naval forces off Tripoli. So Commodore Preble resolved to capture her, or burn her, at all costs. Tripoli was a heavily defended harbor, but because it was essential that the Americans prevent Philadelphia from being used against them, Preble solicited volunteers for the dangerous mission, which only had a limited chance of success. Lieutenant Stephen Decatur, captain of the Enterprise, was placed in charge of the small catch Intrepid. Over a century later in World War II, the aircraft carriers USS Enterprise and USS Intrepid and their crews immortalized themselves in valiant combat throughout the Pacific against the Japanese. But to return to the conflict in which the first Enterprise and Intrepid distinguished themselves, we will borrow the Naval History and Heritage Command's official account of the raid to burn the Philadelphia. On February 16, 1804, Decatur approached Tripoli, keeping all but a few of his men below decks to maintain Intrepid's appearance as a local trading vessel. That night, navigating by moonlight, he sailed into the harbor and, claiming to have lost his anchors, requested permission to tie up alongside the Philadelphia. This was granted, but the disguise was discovered as the two ships came close, and an alarm cry rang out. Decatur immediately ordered his men to board, which they did so swiftly that the frigate's guards had no time to organize resistance. Most jumped overboard and swam ashore, while the Americans rapidly prepared to burn their prize. Less than 20 minutes later, the Philadelphia was blazing brightly. Casting off just ahead of the flames, the Intrepid's men rowed out of the now well-lighted harbor, pursued by gunfire. The operation was a complete success. 
Philadelphia was burned to the waterline and sank, while none of the raiders were killed, and only one injured. This led to British Admiral Nelson's, quote, about the raid as the most bold and daring act of the age. It was many actions like this that brought glory and fame to the early American Navy in the Barbary Wars, and many of the ships and heroes of that conflict continued to be immortalized to this day in the names of naval ships, buildings, and monuments. This conflict in particular set the stage for the success of the American Navy. A minor conflict on the world stage, it nevertheless laid the framework upon which would be built the most powerful navy the world has ever seen, barely a century later. We now go to Jim Cheevers. Hey, Jim Cheevers here, and actually we're outdoors today in back of the Naval Academy Museum, looking at one of the oldest monuments in our country, the Tripoli Monument, uh, actually carved in Italy in 1806, in honor of six naval officers who were killed in action against the uh, Barbary pirates of Tripoli in 1804. Uh, it's also one of the few monuments in America that features a rostral column. That's a column with ships sailing through it, invented by the ancient Romans to honor naval heroes. Uh, the allegorical figures on the monument uh, feature uh, America. That's uh, represented by a, a female Native American. Uh, history, recording the events, commerce, uh, which the Navy was uh, defending, and victory. Uh, atop the, uh, the rostral column is a beautiful early American eagle. Uh, this monument was originally erected at the Washington Navy Yard. Later it was moved to the grounds of the United States Capitol. And then in November 1860, it came here to the United States Naval Academy. Uh, and it's been part of our uh, yard, as we call our campus, ever since. And we're very proud to have it here uh, representing uh, our naval heroes here at the U.S. Naval Academy.